2020. It's been quite the year. It's still 2020. It feels like it's been 2020 for at least six years. But we've just approached the fourth and final quarter of this lovely year. And although it has been the longest year, it's also been the fastest year. And you probably know what I mean in some crazy way. And as crazy as this year has been, it has definitely brought along some big lessons, some big life lessons, especially as a mom to a child with autism. So that's what we're talking about in this week's episode. Come join me. Hey, Courageous Mom. I want you to know that you are so brave raising those children and giving everything you have for everything that they need. I've been there and understand what it's like to feel like you're lost, to feel tired, and so completely overwhelmed. Hi, I'm Tanya and an autism mom. This journey is not an easy one. It's been demanding and confusing, but it's also been massively life-changing in a great way and has brought me more joy and more laughs than I could ever imagine. You shouldn't walk alone, and that's why I felt called to create this community. Here you'll laugh, find joy, hear inspiring stories, along with support and some tough love to begin your journey back to you again. You have permission to take care of yourself, to go after your dreams, and to be happy and fulfilled every day, even on those tough ones. So let's do this journey together, gracefully, boldly, and courageously. Hello, I just need to start this episode by sharing a completely embarrassing story and something that happened this morning. So I am dropping my daughter off at school and before I bring her to school, I haven't had an ounce of coffee. So after dropping her off, I go to get back into my car to drive back to where that lovely cup of coffee is waiting for me. And I get in the car and I am completely perplexed to see that my steering wheel has suddenly gone missing. And that's when I realized that I had gotten into the back seat of my car and I'm sitting there by myself like a complete psychopath, just staring ahead and staring at the back of the driver's seat. And I was so horrified (laughs) because there are parents all around me and tight parking spaces (laughs) so I had to climb well I got out of the back seat I contemplated climbing into the front seat but I wasn't sure if that would look any better so I got out of the back seat and got into the front seat and then drove off and I laughed for a half hour straight like just seriously I am a disaster sometimes and I I honestly would love to know what people think when they see this hot mess approaching on a daily basis I picture people just thanking God that they are not to my level of hot messness if that's a word. Well, I'm making it a word. So basically, I am crushing life today. So I just had to to share that because I, I can't stop 
thinking about it. Um, but anyways, I guess that leads to talk about today's episode perfectly. It leads into it because we're talking about 2020 and lessons learned in this absolutely crazy year. This year brings that saying, hindsight is 2020 to a whole different level. And it truly is so accurate because 2020 definitely will make you look back and evaluate past choices and how time has been spent. It just has been filled with tons of life lessons. Some of them good, some of them bad, but lessons nonetheless. This year has proven that we are not invincible and that life is so precious. And many of us knew that, but we never really have lived like that. We've seen that racism still very much exists and pretending that is not the case is part of the problem. And we've also witnessed insane amounts of hatred and just how much sadness is in this world. But we've also seen how many good and kind people are in this world, but we definitely do not hear about all of that in the news. We've learned who the real essential employees are and all the first responders, doctors, nurses, grocery and transit workers and teachers. People that should be collecting the salaries of celebrities and pro athletes for their hard work every day, but especially during COVID. And we could go on and on about any of these topics that I've mentioned because there is just so much to say about each one. But today I wanna talk about lessons that I've learned personally as a mom in this crazy beautiful life in this cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs kind of year. And I think one of the biggest ones for me has been just the appreciation of health, or I should say that's something that I'm really, realizing in the past month, I would say. And when I talk about the appreciation of health, I'm talking about mine and my family's. Even with my son's challenges and struggles daily, he's healthy. And it's something that I've realized that we really need to be grateful for. And as far as our health, you know, it's one thing to say you're thankful and just say, oh yeah, I recognized how blessed I am. But until we act it, it's just all lip service. And I'm talking about myself, just me personally. I am awful and incredibly guilty of this, especially as of late. And I know I'm not the only one in alone in the whole quarantine 15 because I have completely abused food lately and I need to cut it out. And I've been putting off a blood test um, that I need to take and it's sitting there the order is waiting for me and all I have to do is literally drive there and just get it done but I've been putting it off because I am convinced that if someone were to poke me with a needle just pure sugar would start pouring out and I don't think my doctor would be very happy with me so I'm a little embarrassed to see that so I have committed to making those changes that I need to make. And I'm starting very small because I have completely gone off the rails in the last several months, just being at home and completely being out of routine. And I really use food 
as my comforter. It's something that I've always used if I'm down or stressed or happy and want to celebrate. Like literally food is what I go to for everything. And it's something that I definitely need to change. And as I said, it's something that has gotten completely out of control this year. And so it's only been in the last month that I'm like saying, you know what, you're healthy and you're completely abusing this health that you have been given. And there are people out there that have passed and you have the opportunity to be here and live life right and appreciate it. And I'm just going along just completely abusing it. So instead of just going all gung-ho and doing cutting out everything, because I know that I will not be successful that way, I've committed to making one small change per week. And I would like to have that sort of carry into the next one. So for instance, this coming week, I am drinking half my body weight in water again, something that I used to do regularly, never even thought about it. It was just something that I did. And it makes all the difference in the world in complexion, in just having how my body is digesting the food and I feel better, but something that I've completely stopped. So I need to work on that. And I find that when I am drinking a lot of water, I'm definitely more full and don't have the room to binge or snack as much as I have been. So So that is a small change that I'm making this week and hopefully I'll do really well with it and continue it onto my second week where I will start to add another change. So if you want to join me with this, I welcome you to join me and I would love to have some friends and accountability in this. But this is one of the bigger things that I have definitely realized because we take so much for granted and I don't want to do that anymore. So that leads me to my next big lesson in 2020. And that is that tomorrow is never promised. So everything that you have been putting off to another day, um, when I lose the weight or when I have more money or when the kids are older, I'm saying all of these because they have all been things that I have said to myself when putting off doing something that I wanted to do. And I think that's why 2020, I have definitely put myself out there more because I think I don't care as much. And maybe that's a combination of just being 44 years old and just having more experience, but I definitely have stopped caring less of what people think because I've realized that Everybody is just so wrapped up in their own fears and insecurities and things that they've got going on in life that they're not really paying attention to you. So it's okay if I put myself out there and it's definitely okay if I make mistakes because as long as I learn from them and as long as I'm not hurting anyone, then it's all good. We all learn by trying. And if there is something that you want to get out and do, then do it. Put it out there. It doesn't have to be perfect. If it's 
writing, if it's starting a blog, if it's making music, just do it. Especially if it's just for you. Who cares? If it makes you happy, especially in this time, then go for it. Self-care to me will always be doing things that make you happy. So self-care to me isn't necessarily the bubble bath each night, but it will be taking the time to just record an episode for the podcast or writing. Just little things. So maybe it's your side hustle. Anything. Go after those dreams. Don't take one more day for granted. And my next lesson is all about the importance of family and connection. So yes, I have spent a ridiculous amount of time with my family this year. And I adore them. And it's something that I have actually given up work in careers for um, to do because I recognize that how important it is to be present and I wouldn't change that for the world but in these circumstances when you're in lockdown quarantine and you can't really escape anywhere it takes it to another level am I right however in March and April when we were at the height of how bad things were here in Massachusetts to pull through and to keep it together I told myself Tanya just picture if someone had said this is the end and I know that's an awful thought but I told myself to picture that if someone had said this that this was how my life ended what would I want what would I want for the next week or month how would I want to go and I thought to myself that all I cared about was the fact that I was surrounded by my family and we were home just spending time together and everyone was healthy and happy. And despite the craziness and despite the fact that the kids were sad that they weren't at school and that my son was really struggling with that lack of routine, in general, everybody was happy and in good spirits. And that was all that mattered to me. And that is all that I need. And I have thought in my life when things have been really tough is that as long as I have these nutty (laughs) children of mine, my husband, and we're in good health and together, I would honestly be so happy and content. And that's what this quarantine has definitely showed me. Of course, it's shown me the importance of caring for myself and taking the breaks when I need them. But it's also shown me how important it is to truly connect and be present with the family, especially when we're back to our normal routines, because life will go back to normalcy, hopefully in 2021 and on the earlier side. But when it does happen, I don't want to lose the fact that I know that true connection and being present, even in the hustle and the bustle of our daily routines, that is most important. And knowing that my daughter knows that I'm listening and I'm not just yesing her as I'm washing the dishes or prepping lunch for the next day. But truly looking at her when she's speaking helps me to be a better listener and to see her emotions and how she's feeling. So it's made a big difference in my connection, I feel like, with her, but as well as just trying to be more present in the day-to-day rather than just always rushing around and doing something 
while someone in my family is talking to me because I feel like I constantly have to be doing something or I'm wasting time. I'm sure many of you can relate to what I'm saying. So trying to stop and be present in the conversation really does make a difference on both ends. If 2020 has taught me anything, it's just to slow down because really, where do you have to go? (laughs) Nowhere. Nothing's open. No, but in all seriousness, you do lose the true connection with your loved ones if while they're talking, you are constantly rushing and trying to multitask. And things like the dishes or vacuuming the rugs can truly wait if my daughter wants to play a game or color. Because again, this ties back to we're not promised tomorrow. So I'm going to make sure that I am trying to be as present as possible and in enjoy those little things that matter so much to me while I can. And I've learned that God gives us grace for different seasons in our life. And we often look back to times, difficult times in our life and think, geez, I don't know how I made it through that. That was so crazy. And if I had to do it again, I don't know that I could. I mean, think back to your life and I'm sure that you have a few that quickly pop into your head. But I've realized that God definitely gives us the grace to handle it. And that's what we're doing. We are resilient, whether we feel it or not. We get up each day. And if you're a mom, essentially, your days are looking exactly like the day before and the day before that. So you're getting up, you're taking care of those kids, you're doing the remote school thing, you're also working and taking care of the house and everything else that life is throwing your way. And you're doing it with less time in between for breaks and without really having any connection to the outside world. And if you explain this to yourself in the past and said, you know what, your future self is going to have to quarantine for months with no real end in sight for a while, you would have never believed it because who can really actually believe what is going on these days? But you're making it and you're doing it. And that's what I'm talking about is the grace from God because it's unexplainable. I couldn't explain how I'm doing this. Remote school, virtual school, and even though my son is in school for half days a week, that Wednesday and the back to back classes and just him virtually and autism. It is such a rough and tough combination. And I am emotionally and mentally exhausted on Wednesdays. And I couldn't even imagine how I would do it if I had to do it five days a week again, like I was in the spring. And so that just shows you I had grace back in the spring because I can't tell you how I did it, but I just put my head down and just sucked it up. But if I got told that I had to do it five days a week again, I fear for my mental health and fear for those around me. And I'm half kidding, but I'm not going to worry about it now because worry will change nothing. It's not productive. And that brings me to my final lesson that I'm talking about today. And that is that worrying is pointless. Think about it. It's been said that worry is like a rocking chair and that it will give you something to do, but it won't get you anywhere. And that is exactly what it does. You're just fretting and picturing every worst case scenario 
possible, but you're not really trying to fix the problem. And if the problem can be fixed, then we need to train ourselves to not worry about that so much. If it can be fixed, let's work to fix it. And if it can't be fixed, then why are we mulling it over, over and over again? What is the point? It's not going to change a thing. And we know this, but we still continue to do it. Faith and fear cannot coexist. So if I'm having faith that things are going to turn out right, and I'm praying and believing in God, that maybe it's not going to go exactly how I want it to be and turn out, or even in my own timing, because we know it's always in his timing. But if I'm choosing to have faith in God, and I just relinquish control and just let it go, especially if there is nothing that I can do about a situation, then I need to do that. And I can't keep talking and worrying about what I'm worried about. And for instance, in this year with my son and the fact that he has lost a lot of the progress that he had made when we made our move to a different district for their autism program. I cannot change that fact. There is no way that I can rewrite 2020 and make it have a different outcome. Although many people would probably love to have that superpower. But I can't change what has happened this year. And he is not the only one in the situation of regression. Me staying up all night and obsessing about it is not changing or helping the situation. And it's also not helping my mood for the next day and helping my coping skills. So it's actually making it worse when I'm stressed out about it. But if I try to have faith that it's all going to work out, and we know that it is, we still don't know when it's going to happen. It would be incredible if we had a date, it would be like a light at the end of the tunnel. But of course, that is not the case. So we just have to hang on to the fact that at some point in 2021, whether it's at the beginning, the middle, or the end, we will have some sense of normalcy again. And our kids will catch up because we are resilient, but our kids are more resilient. And we need to remember that constantly during this craziness. We're all going to bounce back from this. And I believe that our children are going to amaze us with how quickly they bounce back. And these are the things that I need to remind myself at 3 a.m. when I'm trying to solve the world's problems, when I should be sleeping. So what are the biggest lessons that you've learned in 2020? I would love to hear from you and hear about what big things that you've realized, because I don't think there is a person on earth that can live through this year and not have learned something. I think if you have a pulse and haven't been asleep for the last nine months, which by the way, if you've been sleeping the last nine months, I'm incredibly envious. One, because you are not sleep deprived. And two, because you have no recollection of what has occurred in this craptastic year so far. But back to my point, 2020 has great lessons to be learned. And I believe that most people have learned something. I think most have learned what is most important. Being forced to stay home will definitely give you more time to sit and reflect on what means the most to you and to help you be grateful for those big blessings that we 
often take for granted. So that's it for today, but make sure to reach out and connect with me through the Courageously Mom Facebook group where I'm hoping to just keep building a community of moms that are raising children with special needs and want to connect with other moms to walk this journey together and not do it alone and be supportive and encouraged and also laugh and learn together. So if you'd like to be part of something like that, then please head over to Facebook and find us. And can I also ask for a favor? If you liked this podcast, if you enjoyed listening, if I made you laugh at all, can I ask you to submit a review if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts? I would absolutely love that and so appreciate it. And I'm going to start reading a review of the week each episode. So if you do leave a review, share it, tag me in it so that I know who you are and if your review gets picked you'll win a prize so and I thank you for that and for listening until next time I am sending you so much love and reminding you that you've got this